Planet Profit podcast. I'm Hayley Jarrick, CEO of the Supply Chain Sustainability School, and today I'm joined by the chair of the Supply Chain Sustainability School's board, Mr. Ricky Bridge. Ricky has over 20 years' experience in senior environment and sustainability leadership roles in both the government and private sector. Ricky is experienced in corporate governance, leading high-performance teams, external assurance, and several sustainability and environmental areas, including sustainability reporting, finance, and tools, and environmental decarbonisation, planning assessments, approvals, management systems, auditing, due diligence, impact assessment, risk assessment, and project management. Welcome, Ricky. Thank you, Hayley. Happy to be here. <laughs> it's always fun to have your bio read back out to you and you politely sit there and, and hear all of your achievements being put out there. <laughs> um, thank you so much for spending the time in joining us today. So we're going to basically take um, all of the listeners through some like radical collaborations to look at supply chain impacts um, uh, sustainability impacts specifically. Um, and I know that we sort of turn them as sort of scope three. So perhaps probably the best place to start is if you could take us through that, those definitions of, for those that don't understand, what are scope one, two, and three areas? Yeah, sure. So when we, when we talk about carbon accounting, um, there is three scopes of emission, scope one, scope two, and scope three. So starting with scope one, these are our, or this is an organization's direct emissions. And um, typically relates to, um, you know, the combustion of, you know, liquid fuels such as diesel um, or petrol um, or natural gas or different variations or, you know, different, um, different other sources of gases. Um, so these are what we call as our scope one emissions. This is where they are combusted directly um, um, from the organization. Um, scope two emissions um, refers to uh, indirect emissions, and most typically they are um, electricity. So this is whereby, um, I guess, a fuel source is combusted um, in a centralized location, whether it be a gas generation plant or a um, or a, a thermal coal generation plant, as we as we as we see most of in Australia. Um, and thereby, by turning on your lights, you're you're consuming that. En- the organisation consumes that energy, but the actual combustion take pl- takes place somewhere else. So this is what we call our indirect emissions. And then scope three emissions refers to everything other than scope one and two. Um, and for most organisation, that sits within your in, in our procured goods and services um, that the, the, you know that we that we procure. Excellent. So then if we if we jump straight into talking about, well, what are the impacts that can come in from that scope three area? And if we broaden the, the topic of not just those environmental and carbon impacts, but sustainability on a whole, what type of impacts can that area have on a business? Oh, there can be several impacts, you know, and it's uh, it, it is a really challenging area for organisations um, um, to manage. And that includes um, issues like um, modern slavery, um, it includes um, social social issues, um, you know, right through the supply supply chain, as well as um, as well as just the actual accounting and being able to um, support, influence, and manage um, the, the the scope three emissions that that comes from um, from our suppliers and subcontractors. Excellent. And so if we're going to talk about sort of, you know, I mean, we could, <laughs> if we were going to sit here and talk about all scope one and two and three, all sustainability, we could literally be here for weeks trying to talk through all of that. So if we kind of just hone hone the conversation down to that scope three area of, of a business, let's talk about just around 
collaboration to achieve areas in that space. So, um, if you can talk us through sort of maybe how you or how you've seen others sort of tackle those scope three, we'll start off with the carbon greenhouse gas emissions. Yeah, um, I think Ailey, you know, it's uh, the 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 journey in terms of collaborating. Um, it has certainly um, increased, and it, and it's rapidly increasing. But I think there's more willingness in um, to for for suppliers and um, and organisations to engage on topics like scope three emissions, um, as well as modern slavery. And we see that you take a very similar approach um, to both to both those issues, or or um, any sort of um, whether it be scope or human rights issues, it's a similar approach. And so I guess it all starts with a conversation. It also starts with having a common understanding of, uh, of, for instance, scope three emissions and what that entails and why um, the, the why for why we're trying to um, you know collaborate and report on these emissions and it's like that that that's saying you know you can't manage um, what you what you don't measure so um, being able to have an accurate and consistent reliable measure of those scope three emissions sets the sets the foundation and the platform to have that engagement that conversation I think another thing that we're seeing is the you know um, uh, net zero targets, you know, so by setting net zero targets or net zero commitments, he's establishing again that common platform or that common that common goal that everyone's trying to achieve. And and we know we can't do it together. We have to collaborate. We have to work in partnership. And um, for organisations like Downer, our supply chain is um, is critical um, to us in um, in decarbonising our scope one and two uh, scope one, two, and three emissions. Excellent. And so if we talk, um, so I think the sort of the industry numbers are around sort of, um, if you looked at all of your emissions added up, 80% comes from scope three. So um, it's a massive area to be able to tackle um, and to be able to get on there. And you spoke briefly then about sort of, you know, start the you measure what you've got and then start those communication channels um, to be brought up. But I suppose one of the first hurdles you'll come across when you start to talk about this is that, um, you know, I suppose you're very lucky that Downer has a lot of resources that they can allocate to these all probably do, I mean, you could always do with more resources right but I mean yeah. <laughs> comparatively <laughs> um, you know compared to your um, some of the the members within your supply chain you would definitely have more resources either human monetary everything to be able to throw at this so what are some of the challenges that you come across when you start to have that conversation with scope three and how have you sort of looked to tackle to address them yeah, so some of the challenges I think is the is the the, the data itself and the integrity um, of the data. Again, it's the common understanding. So um, having the conversations with the right people within those organisations. Um, now, Downer um, has we have signed up with the CDP Supply Chain Program to support us. Um, in assessing our scope three emissions, and and that's been really ham- uh, really helpful in terms of um, you know opening opening up the doors and opening up the conversations with our suppliers. And in conjunction with the CDP, we we advocate for the supply chain sustainability school. So um, this is our second year um, on the CDP supply chain program. We just held a, a supplier webinar only two weeks ago, um, as the survey's open now for, for FY twenty two. Um, and um, and it's during during that uh, webinar and that engagement is where we um, we provide information on the supply chain sustainability school. We encourage our suppliers to um, either you know sign up as a fellow or to um, you know to access the you know the various um, resources that exist on the school. And we find that's a really good engagement because it really uh, again it it, it, it 
opens up an opportunity for them to go and do their own learning, their own self-paced um um, you know, research and learning on the topics and coming back to us. So, therefore, when we're having these engagements with the suppliers, it's, it's a lot more informed and we get a lot more out of it. So, I think the two pieces there is the, the, the understanding, the knowledge, and then obviously then we can help and support them uh, with the data. And, you know, you, a lot of our suppliers are other people's suppliers. So, the, the challenging thing is around how do we how, how do those suppliers assign their scope three emissions or their emissions that relate to the work they do or the tasks they perform for Downer. And so through the CDP supply chain program, there's some methodologies and we can support those um, organisations in how they go about allocating those emissions um, to ensure that, um, you know, we're getting accurate and reliable data. Oh, that's excellent, excellent. Um, and then sort of broadening out from just um, the carbon data then, sort of maybe talk to, talk to us through about how you're tackling sort of one slavery through your supply chain. Yeah, so I guess for Downer, we've, we've done a, uh, you know, like all organisations, we've done a risk assessment um, based on, you know, the categories and the services that we, all the categories and the services that we procure, the country of origin. And Really, Downer is about you know about ninety seven percent of our spend is 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 local in Australia and New Zealand. Um, now we know that the supply chains go a lot deeper than that. Um, but all in all, we um, you know again it's through those in, it's it's through those engagements with those with with those suppliers right through from our pre qualification process to ongoing engagements. And we're seeing much more, like there's more and more ESG issues relevant to both of us that we're having these conversations on, um, talking about, you know, certain products, asking questions, working with the supply chain, getting them to verify and validate with evidence what they're doing to manage, to manage the next layer down in their, you know, in their supply chain. Um, so they're just some of the common things that we're doing. Um, my team in particular works closely with our procurement team. So we're starting to see the, you know, I guess the more traditional environment sustainability teams within organizations, you know, uh, collaborating and, um, and working more closely with some of the other functional areas. So when it comes to modern slavery, we work very closely with, as I said, with procurement, um, as well as, um, our, our, um, our, our, our company secretary and legal team. Excellent. And, and then in terms of other, like I said, you spoke about broader ESG um, or environmental social governance issues um, more broadly within the organisation, but what, what sort of things are you getting asked from your customers um, to sort of track through that sort of that scope three area, say whether it's you're trying to get a IS rating or just other contractual obligations around social, environmental um, or economics? I mean, there's a lot of sort of local government uh, local, sorry, local procurement targets and things. What are what are sort of things are you being asked for from that area? Yeah, so we're seeing definitely a more increasing. Um, we're getting a lot of questions around, like right right now, down it doesn't have a scope three um, greenhouse gas emission target. So from from the investors, we're getting a lot of questions around, you know, what's down it doing in this space. In in saying that, though, we are we are getting closer, and we were one of the uh, we're one of the I guess one of the um, one of very few companies in our sector that have gone out and done a comprehensive scope three assessment and and signed up and leveraged off the the CDP supply chain program. So um, we have data for FY twenty. We disclosed data for FY twenty one. We're about to we're in the process of doing our assessment for for this year's sustainability report. And off the back, we'll have three years worth of data um, that we will be able to. Um, 
monitor and assess and therefore um, look at, you know, what we what rather than going out with a target and then deciding, okay, now we've set that target, how are we going to meet it? What we tend to do is we like to look at the data and we like to look at see what the trends are. We then look to see what is within our sphere of control and influence and what we can actually do develop a, say, a scope three decarbonisation plan and then set targets accordingly to that. So, um, and in doing that, you know, we align, we will align to the science-based target initiatives methodology. Um, so that, that's, that, that's our approach. Um, we're also, um, getting, I guess, a lot more questions from our, um, our customers, um, especially around, um, you know, on our infrastructure projects around the um, embodied carbon in the materials that we're using and looking to lower, you know, obviously look for, for, for low emission sources of materials um, and looking at how we and where we can um, lower our impact on those projects. Um, so, there's just some of the common ones, I guess, that we're starting to see coming through from both the investor and the, and the customer, um, customer base. Excellent. And so, if I was... Um, if I was a supplier, either looking to supply to Downer or someone else um, within the industry, I know we've spoken a lot on carbon, embodied carbon, modern slavery. What other ESG issues should be on my radar? Other ESG issues on your radar? Um, I think, I think um, you know, circular economy. So, um, you know, what we're doing with waste and, and single-use plastics. Um, I think that, that, that is a, that is a key one that we're certainly looking at with our supply chain. Um, I think, you know, other forms of, um, human rights issues. Um, I think, um, local content, indigenous spend and indigenous supplier and engagement, um, and supporting those local, uh, local, local indigenous um, businesses. Um, we'd also see uh, diversity and inclusion, um, and and gender equality. Um, is there anything else you want to mention before we wrap up the podcast for today? Uh, no, I just, uh, I guess, yeah. If anyone's out there listening, um, I just encourage you to um, to log on to the Supply Chain Sustainability School, um, take a look at all the fabulous resources um, that are available, and um, and uh, yeah, use them use them to your advantage. Excellent. Well, thank you, Ricky, for joining me. Not a problem, Hayley. Happy to be here. All right, enjoyed it. And until our next episode, bye.